0: Welcome to the Quest Fishing Adventures Podcast, Chapter 3. Welcome back to another Quest Fishing Adventures Podcast. I hope you're doing well, and if you've been fishing since my last podcast, I hope you put a few on the bank. Right, before we get stuck into this episode, um, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's taken the time to listen to me. Um, Today we celebrate my 100th episode, which I'm absolutely buzzing about. I can't believe I've done 100 already. Um, It's gone round so quick. So, thank you. (laughs) So let's get into this. Um, Right, this one is definitely gonna be uh, more than one session. Why? Um, because you ha- if you haven't listened to my last podcast on surface fishing, go back and listen to that. Um, what I've learned from doing podcast, uh, doing podcasts uh, on surface fishing, is really, really hard to actually um, record segments uh, throughout the session, and the reason being is because you're constantly looking at your bait, you're constantly um, flicking out dog biscuit, you're constantly trying to see where the carp are going so you can try and get that bite. Um, So what I I found in my last one, I basically just uh, recorded it at the end of the session, uh, which could well be uh, the case in in this one here. Um, Well, it will be the case in this one here, that's for sure. So um, this will be a a few sessions, probably probably two to be honest with you. So today being Sunday and then uh, the next one on Wednesday. Uh, so today I'm heading down to uh, Atkins Lake I'm only gonna do about an hour and a half that's all I've got spare it's the morning it's it's seven o'clock gonna do about an hour and a half down there and see what I can put on the bank I'm spending a bit of time tying up some uh, rigs or or messing around with rigs Um, and basically what I'm gonna start with is uh, the hair rig and I've got my dog biscuit tight to the back of the hook so my my hook the back of the hook is sitting flush, completely flush, uh, to the dog biscuit, and it, it. I think my personal opinion, it, it presents really, really well. Because um, what I was worried about with with the hook being slightly slack and off the back of the dog biscuit, I, I feel like the hook can like move round and twist, and then almost flatten itself off. So if the carp picks up the dog biscuit, you know, you're reducing the chances of hooking that fish. Um, because what I've learned already from float fishing is it all oh, a lot seems to depend on the angle of the, the angle of the carp coming in and on the bait. Because if the carp's coming in from the back of the hook where the line is, it's more likely to spook the carp. Well, that's my my you know my theory anyway. Um, so I was trying to come up with an idea to make sure that my uh, increase my chances of, of catching a carp. You know, and and that's what I've come up with. So I've tied the um, the dog biscuit really tight to the back of the hook. So we're going to see how that works out this morning. Um, So I'm going to start off with Dog Biscuit. And as I said in my last podcast, I want to give boilies a go as well um, and see how we'll get on with them. So let's get down there. Right, I've just gone for a walk around the lake and I'll tell you what, it's really, really busy. Um, I saw a carp bosh at the bottom end. um, So I took a bee, bee walk straight down there, wanting to give it a go down there, but there was just anglers down there. So that's just a no fish zone. Uh, so I'm going to have to fish the riverside uh, I should, I mean, I should say what lake I'm. I'm actually fishing Atkins late this morning uh, so I'm going to have to fish the riverside of it and at halfway down because the rest is just taken up, can't see any carp on top at the moment um, mm-hmm. but I'm sure once we start flicking in some dog biscuit um, they're going to start showing themselves um, and I will add as well it's actually really really warm as well it's just it's just gone 7 o'clock, it's really really warm out there um, so I feel like we've got a good chance uh, as I said I've only got about an hour and a half so um. Let's get the stuff. let's get down there, and what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna update you at the end of the session and let you know what I did and how I got on right. that's the session done um apologies that i've you know I've not been able to do the segments during it, but it's the same reason why, as previously mentioned, so um really, really warm out there today. um I've just done an hour and a half um and I have some good news. I have some good news, but let's um before I get to the good news let's um let's talk about the session. So basically, um, the carp seem to be uh, certainly more wary today. I don't know if it's because there's a lot of lines in the water. Um, I don't know if it's the morning because of because it's morning. Um, all my um, surface fishing sessions have been at the back end of the day. Uh, but it, it, I really had to put a lot, quite a bit of dog biscuit in to get the carp to to come up to the top of the surface, to the surface uh, turfish, to, to the surface. Um, and I struggled to get them to stay there. They'd come up in little um, like ones and twos and threes, like here and there, and I just couldn't get them just like focused on the dog biscuit and really like losing themselves in it. And that's that's how it, what the, that well, that's what the trend was throughout the whole session today, um, it, which made it really really hard. When when they're competing for the dog biscuit, they just lose their minds, and it just seems to be a lot easier. Um, they're just gulping left, right, and centre, and I just could not get that to happen today. So I found myself basically where was putting where I punt, like punting in the dog biscuit basically just then I'd see like a, a few like free fish like moving or come up in a different part of the the lake in my swim and I'd just cast over to it and try and get you know make the action happen from there and I tell you it was a right battle it really was um I had a few cart come up to my dog biscuit and and you know suck it down um but nothing came on the back of it a few come up. And just knows the bait, but absolutely nothing at all. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, what is going on? You know, is my rig not good enough? Um, so I'm still questioning that, um, which is really frustrating. So anyway, uh, so that was about. Uh, as I said I've only did about an hour and a half. So about about an hour and ten minutes into the session, I thought, well, right, let's give it a boilie a go, and see what happens. So I pulled out um, one of Bait Works uh, sent from Heaven uh, white pop up boilies, and I put that out, and Honestly, within, um, within like about five 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 ten minutes, I had, I had, I had a roach. <laughs> I had a blooming roach. Can you believe it? Um, I just grabbed it. It wasn't mm. big at all, but a roach all the same. And It gave me a little bit of confidence. I thought, well, at least um, at least the boilies, you know, doing the job, that obviously it's hooking, um, even though it was a roach um, and it wasn't a big fish. So I, in fact, I still, to this point, don't know how it managed to hook itself. So anyway, uh, carp were showing a bit of interest. And then lo and behold, what um, about five, 10 minutes after that one, a carp came up, just grabbed it and I was in. <laughs> I was in, absolutely buzzing. Um, reeled it in, got it into the margins, managed to net it really easy. And there we go, we had a lovely little carp, which I'm absolutely buzzing about. Um, so yeah, um, we finally had a carp in a little short session, which made, which put a big smile on my face. Um, it's kind of put a little bit of confidence back into um, my rig because it was the same i followed the same principle as well i had the boilie tight to the back of the hook uh, on, on the rig so it follows the same principle so it did it did put a bit of confidence back into you know my theory around it being tied to the shank and i will take that into my next session which will be uh wednesday um and i intend to go onto legends lake and try and get one of the lumps out of there so there you go, guys. Um, absolutely buzzing about that one. Uh, picture will go up on uh, my Instagram account. So if you're not, look, check my Instagram out. Go and check that out. Quest Fish and Adventures podcast. Hit me up or follow. Do me a solid. That'd be absolutely amazing. Um, but, yep, nice quick one hour and a half session. Love to get a carp on the bank. Um, so I'm going to leave this segment here. And I'm going to see you down the bank. Which, at this, at this moment in time, should be Legends Lake. Uh, dependent on how busy it is if not um we'll probably just jump back onto another lake so i'll sort of chat to you in a millisecond well i'm here um i'm on legends lake i really am going to try my best to try and do some recording throughout the session it's really hard though because you try and like flick out like dog biscuit keep an eye on the float you know hold the rod as well um so i've already been here for, for about 45 minutes now um i first thought i started on the mighty meaty um, I had got a few carp in the swim coming up but I had one come up and just like almost like sniff it and swim away um, and I thought oh do you know what I've tried the boilie so I switched over to boilie and I've got a, a cell pop up on um, and probably about I don't know maybe 15 minutes into that I had um so i got a coot going for it I wanted to let me get rid of this coot and i continue the story yeah so I had a coot grabbing trying to grab the boilie so I put a cell pop up on um about 10 15 minutes into that, um, I had a fish come up and basically take the boily down and I like, struck into it and nothing, so sort I of must have pulled out his mouth completely gutted. Um, left it out there, and then another fish came up and spooked off the um, oh, sorry, I've got a few carp coming in, I've got a few carp coming in, then just spooked off of it. And here we are now, um, desperately trying. Alex is here and Ben's here. Alex is fishing to the left. Ben was in my swim, he's just moved around to another swim. Um, desperately trying to get them. Fingers crossed. They're definitely moving around, but they're not. They're not feeding like they feed while well, they were feeding on um, Atkins, where it was like really frenzied. They're like coming up, grabbing a few, and swimming off. Um, really difficult. The other problem is you, you flick a lot of bait out, and you get little seagulls coming in, and that is actually spooking the carp as well. Um, yeah, it's very frustrating, but going to stick at it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I can get. Get one out. Fingers crossed it can be a 30. Right, we've given that about another 45 an hour, ain't there? Uh nothing's happening. That's hard, there's too many seagulls. So like even get them to start heavily like feeding up. Uh so we're just taking a short little drive down the complex. Uh and we're gonna jump on Atkins Lake down the other end and um see what it's like down there, because we know we know we can catch them on top there we know that we can get them in a fish friendly friendly a fish frenzy a fish frenzy there so we're gonna go down there now um, fingers crossed fingers crossed we can get one out and it's not as if I can't get a 30 out of there Alex had a 30 out there what, last week now um, so we know they're in there not many of them granted one two max but um, we gotta give it a go so let's find out well the difference from coming onto this lake is absolutely amazing honestly we flicked out some dog biscuits, and we 10 minutes. We've got loads of carp just coming up all in front of us. I've had one take it, missed it. Alex has had nothing yet, but there's still time. We are going to get one, Alex. We are going to get one, mate. And just like that, it all happens. Um, I just had a, a screaming little take. Um, landed it. Nice little beautiful mint little mirror. Put it back really quickly. Alex has literally just got one on the line now. Looks looks bigger than mine. And do do we know what it is, Alex? It's mirror, It's yeah. another little mirror. Nice. So finally it's uh it's paid off moving over to this lake. Absolutely buzzing. Right. Let's get a 30 now. So I just realised I missed out the important information and what I actually had it on. I had it on um a bait works um sent from heaven. And Alex has had his on a, a pop-up um DNA, uh the bug so um, pop-ups doing the job at the moment but they are taking them mighty meaties out we flicked a few out and they are definitely taking them I just feel it's the boilies sitting far better on the hook than the, the mighty meaty which is a uh, something we need to work out right just had a lovely 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 mirror absolutely lovely one about 14 pound absolutely chuffed honestly i'm completely buzzing from this trip uh had that one on the meat, mighty meaty decided to switch over back over to that which i'm glad i did now for obvious reasons um i think alex is now on the mighty meaty so fingers crossed we can get another one because it was quite worried because it started to die off a little bit but they seem to have come back on the feed again so we're just keeping everything crossed now for a for a big girl well, it's definitely started to pick up again i honestly was getting a bit worried that was, you know it was going to die down and that was going to be it but all of a sudden they seem to be in the vicinity again um we both had a few little takes each now they not gone into a hooked fish um, but it's starting to pick up again so um what's the time five to nine so we've still got we still got some time left well we've got as long as we like really but um fingers crossed we can get a big one i just had another one um a lovely little pristine mirror i will say the um the small mirrors in here that they've um they've put in here are really nice really pretty looking carp Uh, a pleasure to catch and exciting to catch them you know in five five years from now when they'll be a hell of a lot bigger but yeah absolutely buzzing now that's three on the bank today um yeah what a session what a session what's the time now the time now seven minutes past nine um that will come also on the um the dog biscuit as well, the mighty meaties, um, so it's definitely doing the job. And but I tell you what's making a big difference as well is we're we're flicking out more mighty meaties as uh, freebies, and it seems to be turning them on, um, which is absolutely fantastic. So it seems like we're working working away at the puzzle, and it's slowly coming together. So let's try and get another one. Well, it's 10 to 10, and Alex has just put the first comment back of the night. And what a common it is. Um, 20 pounds, absolutely lovely. I'm so happy for him. It literally just ripped off. We're struggling to see the um, the bait now out there because of the, well, how the sun's just dropped down, but we're still managing to catch carp. What a session. So ladies and gents, um, that's the end of the session now. Um, in fact, I did get a take um, not long after Alex's 20, uh, which I lost, which I was extremely gutted about. But um, it definitely turned out well. From from a slow start fishing Legends Lake, it turned out to be um a very productive um session. And um, speaking to Ben like later on in the session here at well, when we left Legends Lake, he stayed on there and he didn't get no takes whatsoever. So we we totally made the best decision in moving to Atkins Lake um to put some fish on the bank. So uh, definitely don't regret making that move um that's for sure um also which i found really interesting is that the fish were still taken you know as, as the sun was dropping down off the top um coming from like a typical like carping background in, in my head this is I'm spe- only speaking for me um i kind of always, always just my brain sort of trained to think that that you know once the sun starts going down the carp would move to the bottom and they start feeding on the bottom and that clearly wasn't the case um that there was in the end there was three other anglers fishing on the bottom for carp so that's six rods out um they only had one fish um between them um and it just it goes to show like um once i kind of feel like i'm jumping around a bit it goes to show that um when the weather's like this and it and it's and it's you know it's hot and sunny um fishing for carp off the top or even zig fishing is, is definitely the way to go um I said to Alex yesterday as well. You know, I'm like just doing this segment now. The next day, I said to Alex yesterday. I said, I said, I just feel like completely gutted that we've not, you know, we've not given this a go like properly in the past. Just think of how many carp we could have put on the bank. You get like as an as a carp angler, I do. I get so. I think I've talked about this before. I get so stuck in my ways of this is how I catch carp. This is what I do. You know, it's just like um, it's just frustrating. we like, us humans. We're creatures of habit. And I guess I've just fallen into the habit of this is how I do it rather than being, you know, flexible um, in, in changing my ways. It's I even mean, it's really when I think talking about it now, it's really stupid, really, because um, I'm, I'm like I fish for like different species of fish, you know, and I'm willing to like, um, you know, fish for them in different methods. But I found I've yet found myself being stuck fishing for carp on the bottom. And, you know, this is my um, well, this is my third this that was my third trip. My third third trip out, uh trying to catch carp off off the surface again. And you know, it's a hundred percent record. Okay, admittedly the first time I went you know I lost the fish but it still was a hook up, you know. I, I lost it. I had it on for a while. So um it's a hundred percent record. Um I'm learning every time now. Um so definitely um hooking more fish but you know that that there's there's an argument that could be had there, you know, that's just the on the day, end of the day. The end of the day. So um I really feel like i'm fine tuning everything now um and speaking of fine tuning um one of the one of the changes that I made that I didn't talk about is um how I was attaching the mighty meaty because I've talked about um that how I've been trying to figure out the perfect hook length uh for this type of fishing, and you know and how to how to like how to present the bait um on top of the surface um, and w- now i mentioned this before when i mention it again it's just what you you can present the best bait this, this is these are all my theories you can present the best bait possible on top of the surface but you can't um predict what angle the carp's going to come in at the bait at like if the carp comes in at the back of the hook with the lines coming down the back there's a good chance it's gonna it's gonna spook it so it's all about putting that the best presentation possible out um, and I made, the, so this slight change I made to hook in the Mighty Meaty, um, as you can imagine, if you imagine like um, what the, um, what it looks like. So the, the Mighty Meaty, you know, as a, at a glance, looks like a square shape, but it's actually not. It's, um it's like almost rectangular. Uh, so what I was doing, so imagine, this is, I'm going to explain this really poorly, but this has made a big difference. Um, so if you set the mighty meaty flat on the table, you've got the, the the biggest surface flat on the table. So the longest length is on the table. So if, if you could imagine that, if that hopefully that makes sense. So originally I was, uh, putting it on the hair, like straight down through the top of it. And then, so the, 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 the biggest area of the dog biscuit was flat against the hook um, and what I started to think is you know am is the, my first thing was is the is, is the dog biscuit too big for the hook do I need to make my hook bigger um, and I didn't want to do that I didn't I wanted I wanted and you know, I, I didn't want to fish with big hooks I don't want to be spooking the carp and that was my theory that was my worry about that so I didn't do that so the, my next theory what there was okay what about if I chop the dog biscuit down to, to match the size of the hook. And then I was thinking, oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to do that. And the reason why I didn't want to do that is because these dog biscuits, they're, they're quite squishy. Uh, but they, they've almost, they're, they're like sealed all around the edge. Um, and I worried if I then started cutting it, it'd break that and the, the dog biscuit might then like almost fall apart. Or, or, and certainly when it takes on water, um, will, will, will almost certainly have a massive effect. Whereas this, this outer skin on the dog biscuit is kind of like holding it together and giving it its shape. So I didn't want to do that. So what I did in the end, so instead of poking it from the top to the bottom, I put it through the through the side of it. So I come from the, it's flat on the table and I pushed it in from the side. So which which gave it the effect of a smaller surface, surface on the shank of the hook, but sticks out further. So when you think about it, you're almost fishing, well you're just fishing a a, a bigger bait that sticks out further on the back of the shank of the hook. And a carp's mouth is massive, even the smaller carp are massive, and it's easy gonna engulf that down. So from doing that, I created a a smaller area on the shank of the hook, hence then giving um, a bigger probability of the hook point being able to hit the, the, the carp's mouth, and I, I hope that makes sense. It's really hard to explain. I'm not really good with words and that. But I hope that makes sense. Um, but I do believe that's, that actually has made a bigger difference. And the funny thing was, is when I said to Alex yesterday, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've changed it to. He said, oh, that's what I've done. <laughs> so, you know, and he's had a few carp. He went the other day and had a few carp out on the top as well. And that's, that's 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 the conclusion that he came to as well on the best way of hooking it on. So... um. It's all about learning, and and I always say that you know when you come away from a fishing trip, you know, you got you got to think about what could I've done different. I always say, "Is what could you have done different?" You know, you know, what changes could I, have you know, could I have made? How many, how many how many ways can I say that? And it's always a good thing to come away and think about you know the the session in general. Even if you have a blinding, so I know I talk about this. I say this a lot in a lot of my podcasts, but I, I just think it's such a, a thing that everyone should be doing. You know if you if you really do want to try and increase your catch rate and that is definitely just come away from the session and think about it even if you've had a great session what could i have done different how could i put more fish on the bank if i if i went back and it was exactly the same scenario again what had i have done different right how many times do i need to say that <laughs> so um yeah so that that was the change i make i made and i definitely believe that made a massive difference um and I'm gonna obviously when I go back again, I'm gonna try and go over the weekend for a little session again. Um, if not, it will be next week for an evening session. But I definitely want to pursue with that and you know, and try that again. Because I think that is, is definitely a, a definitely a um a game changer on how I how I was presenting the bait. So yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna call that yeah, call that there. Um, so that we what do you put? We put four carp on the bank, absolutely brilliant. Uh, that nice fourteen pounder. I will make that that fourteen pounder the uh, the thumbnail, which you guys would have seen it as well. All the fish I did get photos of, so they will all be going on my Instagram. So if you've not done that, go and check me out on my Instagram, which is Quest Fishing Adventures Podcast. Hit me up and follow. That'd do me a massive solid and I really would appreciate that. And I am if I am following people back, just so you guys know, it's I'm not saying that because it's follow for a follow, but it's good to see what other people are catching. So I but I'm only following people back if I can see they've got fishing photos on there, I will say that. Um because obviously that's what i'm interested in and that's what all i want to be seeing on my instagram is is just fishing related stuff um yeah so anyway guys thank you so much for listening. i really do appreciate your continued support this was my 100 episode as i said at the beginning absolutely buzzing about that what a banger for me brilliant so anyway guys take care of yourself and if you do go fishing i hope you put a big one on the bank take care now If you're not done already, guys, you could do me a massive favour and hit me up on Instagram. Just search Quest Fishing Adventures. On there, I'm uploading some photos and some short videos. You can also ask me questions or give me some advice too. That would be absolutely mega. Anyway, take care of yourself, guys, and tight lines, and see you on my next podcast.